When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Expose. Now, today's guest is all the way from season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. They were known as Sasha Bell, but now she's ready because her name has changed. She has an OnlyFans. She's a sexy ass man with a mustache. It's Frisbee Jenkins. Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? So I was, I tuned into your Instagram live just a little bit ago, just for a little bit of it. And you were talking about the real housewives of Beverly Hills. So is she a fan? I'm obsessed. I've seen every single episode and most of the cities too. So out of Beverly Hills, what do you want to happen at this reunion, this four part reunion? I think we're going to get what I wanted. And it was for Andy to not be a punk. And to really hammer Erica. And it seems like he is. I mean, the end of the trailer is insane. Like, he was giving it to her. But, I mean, like, at times I've picked favorites. And I'm looking at him and Monique in Potomac. And, I mean, she was not his favorite. And it was very clear. And I was kind of pissed. That made me mad when she left. Because I just thought that the whole thing was, like, tomfoolery from the front. And I was like... Candace is being one way and then Monique's being another. I was just like, no, no, I, I liked Monique better. So I'm sorry. That was my own opinion, but. Same girl. And now all Candace is doing is like validating Monique because she's doing the same shit again. Doing the most. <laughs> so you were born and raised in what, Iowa? Iowa. Wow. Are you still in Iowa? I am. I was raised in like Southwest Iowa. So I live about two hours away from where I was raised. So still really close to family. Can jump in a car and go see him anytime. So that's nice. <laughs> and I, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people get a lot of flack for like, why haven't you moved? You know, why haven't you moved? And the thing is, like, I came to Iowa City for college. I went to the University of Iowa. And I started working at my home bar, Studio 13, and I've been there ever since. Like, I was a server, I was a bartender, and then I've been a drag queen for a long time. But I love it because there's always new kids coming because they're coming to college, you know? And I love it. It's such a family, and that's why I've stuck around. I mean, and and my real family, too. And it's a good place. Um, Well, the other reason is, like, we just bought a house, and, like, if I moved to Chicago... I probably would have like a one bedroom apartment for the money I am paying for a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the crazy thing to like think about. Like I always think all the time, I'm like, I was born in Tennessee. I was raised in Tennessee. I'm like, if I were to live in Tennessee right now, I could have probably like a five bedroom house for what I'm paying in LA. Like it's insane. <laughs> so let's get into your life. So Iowa, what were you like as a child? Were you fun? Were you crazy? Were you quiet, shy? I was shy. I was very shy. And, you know, I was one of a million kids. I have eight siblings. (gasps) Four of them are steps. So, I mean, my mom didn't have 
nine children. But I was smack dab in, in the middle. I was Jan Brady, you know, and it was like, look at me, look at me, hi, look at me. And on top of that, you know, when you start, you know, becoming a teenager and getting urges and realizing that they're not the correct urges mm-hmm. is what the town thinks you should have. It's scary. And I mean, everyone's heard the story a million times, like on Drag Race, but like, I was very closeted and I was trying to like date girls and make my family happy. And yeah, it just, it made me a very shy person. And my outlet was band, it was choir, it was acting. And my favorite was improv. So that was what I love to do. That's another reason why like, I like my home bar because we do a lot of fun improv stuff on the mic and we've, We've done real drag wives on my YouTube, and we, we're just so good about playing off of each other. And that's my favorite thing in the world. So you're still close pretty much with everybody then, right? Like family-wise? Yeah. Yeah, like I see my family a lot. You know, we've we've gone through a lot. You know, we've gone through divorce and drug addiction and, you know, just all the fun small town things. I mean, it, it happens everywhere. That's not fair. It's not a small town <laughs> thing. We've gone through a lot. And when I went to college, I really distanced myself because there were a lot of people in my family that weren't cool with gay. They weren't cool with drag. And almost everybody's come around now. So it's kind of great to reconnect with some people and even like older generations too, like grandparents, you know, it's been a wild ride and it hasn't been an easy one, but that's what I had to do for my own sanity at the time was like, I need to find out who the hell I am. I can't be worrying about you right now. And I think that a lot of gay people do that, or a lot of people that don't fit into a mold, maybe people who grew up religious and don't feel that that mindset, stuff like that. So it's rough. But I think that it's not the worst thing in the world. Because when you put distance between family, it makes them realize how much they need you, how much they miss you no matter what you believe in or or no matter who you are. And I think that is, I think that's great when they finally realize, you know, I might have been raised this way to think gay is gross and gay is wrong, but I miss my son, you know? Did you come out before or after college? Well, like I was like trying to be with girls in high school. Uh-huh. And then I came to college the first night I was there. We went to like a party like me and some kids from my class who also went to Iowa, we went to like a frat party and I got so drunk. I woke up the next morning in the frat house naked in one of their rooms. So, uh, <laughs> so that was like me being like, Oh, well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. Cause I was lying to myself. I was like, you're not gay. You're not gay. And the jigs up. Like, <laughs> But I still didn't like, tell anyone back home it kind of got around from gossip so yeah i remember though this this is cute i love telling this story so my dad when i went home for winter break i (laughs) he was like talking about like angelina jolie and he's like yeah she's got some nice tits huh you know and (laughs) and he just kept talking about how hot she was and then i was like Went after the tits comment and he he thought I like nodded but I was kind of like looking to the side and he goes oh okay he's like I was wondering if you were gay for a second and then I went ah! Ah! and I just like lost it I'm like I'm gay I'm gay and um you know he took a beat but then he was like 
it's okay. He's okay. And he hugged me. He's like, it's okay. He's like, I love you no matter what. Like, that's totally fine. You know? And then he, and then he said, I gotta go tell your stepmom because she was already up in bed. And so he goes up the stairs and then I hear like a blood curling scream. Ah! And then she comes running down the stairs and hugs me. And oh. she's like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good story. Not all of them were good, but at least I had that because some people don't have it at all you know like a, a good, good backbone i also like that you told that story because a very similar thing happened to me with my dad where i went to college it was my first three years i didn't do anything until i was like a junior and i didn't want to accept it i didn't want to believe it i was like no i thought some guy was cute started dating some guy and i went home and my parents announced that they were getting a divorce my dad was like i'm getting a divorce and i was like this is my time i said i'm gay and so I was like, if I put it right after that, there's nothing this man can do to me. <laughs> right, yeah. If they were mad, you could be like, well, you're getting divorced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't tell me about Christian values when you're getting divorced. Oh, you were Christian? Yeah, I was born and raised Southern Baptist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I mean, like, my family, they were always just like, you know, gay is wrong, gay is wrong. But my parents never, like, we didn't really go to church and stuff, so it wasn't. They just thought it was gross for a while until they realized how cool it is. You know? <laughs> um, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them, but some of them. When did you actually get into drag for the first time? Like, when did you know that you wanted to do something with makeup and hair and outfits? Well, I mean, probably like really early on, it was like, because <laughs> I, I would like Halloween, I would want to be a girl, you know? Mm -hmm. My cousins would dress me up in my grandma's like beehive wigs because she was a secretary at the high school and, ah. and put me in her heels. And I and I'd go do like I'd go walk around upstairs. No, but I mean, OK, so I, I started working at that bar and I didn't even know what drag was. I mean, I you know, the closest thing I'd seen to drag was like Tu Wong Fu, you know, but I didn't know that there were like drag shows all over the U.S. So, you know, I go to Studio 13, my home bar. Very first night I was there, there was this queen named Dina Cass. She's like larger than life. She's such a great performer. And she was emceeing. She was on the mic and she was like telling all these jokes. And she has this like really Southern twang. She's like, listen up, y'all. We're going to dance for you, Myrna. And she like jumped out the window. And she's not a little thing, but she managed to climb out the window and then run all the way around the bar and come back in the front. And she was on the mic the whole time talking. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. And that was probably the first time where I was like, could I do this? Is this for anyone? <laughs> and then you did it. When you started drag, did you have your mustache? No. This is like a two or three year old thing, the mustache. And sometimes I, sh sometimes I shave it and I go back to Sasha. Like my friend Nate, he just had a birthday party. And he wanted me to do Madonna. He wanted me to, it was like an impersonation show. So I shaved it, did the gap in my teeth and vogued and everything. So I mean, like, I still like doing Sasha, but Frisbee is like my main thing now. Were you Frisbee before Sasha? I was. It was my first drag name was Frisbee Jenkins. So what made you switch to Sasha and then back to Frisbee? Well, a couple of the queens convinced me to start running for pageants, but they said, Myrna, you're going to need a more professional drag nine they can't be calling frisbee jenkins out for evening gown so i thought sasha was really pretty and i love beyonce so i am sasha fierce so yeah that's and my drag mom is pretty bell from cedar rapids so i was at sasha b at first 
well, after I was Frisbee, and then she became my mom, and I was Sasha Bell. And I'm still a Bell. I'm Frisbee Belletta Jenkins. <laughs> you changed your name, basically, for, you know, pageants. How was your pageant, like, experience? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you want to go and jump back into it right now? I mean, pageants, I love pageants because I just love when people spend so much time and energy and money and and you just have a gorgeous like overall package you know like when you have a gorgeous evening gown and it's all rhinestoned and someone does your hair and makeup because you're too busy worrying about getting your interview right like it's just the pageantry of it all and then when like Alyssa Edwards have you seen this video of Alyssa Edwards doing work me down down no for a pageant no look it up Alyssa Edwards work me down down it's like her and like four or six backup dancers and she dances crazy like so when I saw stuff like that I'm like I need to put stuff together and you know I ran a few times for like Miss Gay Iowa and then I think the fourth or fifth time I ran Lady Gaga was getting big and telephone had just come out and I had like six dancers and we did the whole telephone and I had the yellow hair and we did the whole choreography and I won. Now, this is when I don't like pageants. And the same thing happens with Drag Race, but it's just the gagatrandra of it all, you know? Um, or not the gag, that's the wrong word. The, it's rigged. Rigamoris. <laughs> I said the wrong thing. No, but like almost every pageant I've been to, there's people in the audience that are like, this is rigged. This was rigged. This person should have won. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and so that year when I won, it was bad. It was bad. And it was like the worst I've ever seen where people were like, you did not win. And I don't think that I won either, but I wasn't judging. So don't be mad at me, you know? <laughs> so that's the part that I don't like. But that's not not just pageants. That's drag race. People are always mad that this person beat this person in lip sync. And it's like, I mean, they just brought what they brought. Like, why be mad at someone who's trying to perform on all cylinders and like really show you what they got? They're not the ones making the decisions. So I guess let's get into the drag race aspect. How many times did you audition before season seven? Five. Really? That was my fifth time. So you were from like three to seven. I was on the season three casting special, mm -hmm. along with a million other girls who have been on the show since then. Wow. And then each time, did you get closer and closer or was it unexpected and then you just got it for seven? Well, like the time before I got closer, like I made it. So I thought I had made it the year before and I was really bummed. And then I, I made season seven. Where were you when you got the phone call? I was just in my bedroom. I don't know if they always do this, but they kind of tricked me because they said that I had another interview. And then so we started the, the interview and then they're like, well, you made it. I was not expecting to hear it that day. So I was, I don't, I don't know if they do that to everyone, but uh, it got me, gal. You walk into the workroom, you have your two little guns in your hand, you're, you're at it. Like, what was the representation that you wanted going into the workroom? Like, what did you want to be known as when you were on RuPaul's Drag Race? I wanted to be known as like a jack of all trades. Looking back now, I'm like, oh, those runways could have been so much better. Like everything I took, I'm sure every queen that's been on Drag Race thinks that. Like looking back, like I would have done this or took this instead. But my focus was to have very different looks. I love when a queen comes out every week and 
she does not look like anything that she looked like the week before. So that mm-hmm. was my focus for my overall like runway, you know? And I also wanted to be funny and goofy. So I thought that would be funny if I did the guns and everything. I probably would change it now. But. <laughs> Wait, what would you do now? What do you think you would do if you walked back in? I mean, I think Cameron stole what I would do now when he's like, I auditioned for Pit Crew, but oh. this will be way more fun. <laughs> like, that is genius. <laughs> but at the time, you know, I wasn't like working out hard or anything. But I don't know. It'd probably be, I've had this thought a, a couple times and I'm like, okay, so when I said I misunderstood the assignment, I was making a reference to Drop Dead Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I almost wore that to the reunion and walked out at that girl with the ball of twine. But I was like, what if they don't get it? So I just went for that pink dress instead. But I think that'd be funny to walk in like that and be like, I'm going to understand the assignment this time. (laughs) (laughs) That actually would be really funny. Or I said, everybody said, oh, she cracked the code. She cracked the code. So wouldn't it be funny if I walked in and the line for Mean Girls where she's like, say crack again. (laughs) But I just walked in and was like, say crack again. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think it would be cute if I right away did a redemption runway and that white and orange look, if I had some like cool gown made and like really cool guns, you know, and was just head to toe flawless, but still frisbee, you know? Well, they would probably blur out your guns. They'd be like, no guns. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, um, laser beams? Is that what it is? This time it's just singular. Say hello to my little friend. And then I have like a link to my OnlyFans yes. on my dress or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, if you did say hello to my little friends, like you're a big, okay, you're like a big O or something. I don't know what it is. And you have like a little like patch thing to where you can just pull it down and it reveals your dick. I think that would be so great. Or your whole, one or the other. Like, you know. <laughs> I said if we did a, re- if, if I was on and we did a redemption, I would do the nude runway, but I would actually just be nude like Violet was, but not even tucked, whatever. Wait, wait, I want to talk about that nude runway. What do you think looking back on that? I mean, I have thoughts. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I've talked about it with a few people and I don't want to sound like I'm just making excuses because I do think I made mistakes on the show. But the nude runway, I do not think was one of them because I was told that I sent them a link and said, you know, this what I'm supposed to bring. And they said, no, girl, it's not judge. You'll be blurred. And then it was like, so I made that green cover-up thing, and I thought that's what we were being judged on. And I learned how to sew, and the sleeve was cute, and I felt like J-Lo. Maybe the hair wasn't everybody's favorite, but the actual challenge was to make that outfit, that beach resort tearaway outfit. So when I was in the bottom because of the nude look, I was surprised. Like, I didn't even know after they gave us critiques that I was in the bottom because I thought they were just like, well, girl, we saw your black bra strap. And I'm like, I know. Good thing it's not judged. Like, that's what I was thinking (laughs) in my head. (laughs) And they were like, actually, your black bra strap's going to put you in the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, even on Tucked, I'm like, girl, I'm in the top, you know? So to be called like right before the lip sync, that's when it dawned on me like, oh, you fucked up. Like, (laughs) so I don't know. I think for the actual challenge, I did good. But I guess the other part that I forget is that the fashion week was also kind of part of our overall score. My 
lobster dress. I always thought of it as a dragon dress, but Michelle calls it a lobster dress. That and the other one, I wouldn't wear those again, you know. So maybe, yeah. Okay. I would have put me in the bottom too. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But not because of a black bra strap. Okay, okay. When you were on the show, this is how I honestly feel. I feel like every worst luck thing hit you in the world. Like, when I was watching, I remember during the Glamazonian Airways, and you were in that chair, and you went back, and you could not undo your hair. I was like, this girl is going through it. First, the black brawl. Now she can't undo this clip on her head. Like, what else can go wrong with her? What were you feeling in the moment that you couldn't fix your hair? Well, the first time we did the challenge, it worked perfectly. And then they said, get ready for the second take. And I said, what? And they said, you got to do it again. And so I was like frantically trying to put the bun back in. And so, of course, it got caught. So, And of course, that's the take they use. So this is an honest question. When you guys are doing the show, and let's say that you guys do do the two takes, because I've, you know, a lot of people have said that, that two takes are normally used when it comes to big numbers and stuff. If you were to fuck up so bad in one, but be the best in the other, what happens? Is it a favoritism thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it, that challenge was probably really hard for them because I think everyone did a really good job. Like, even for me getting my hair caught, like, I knew all the moves. So maybe that was an issue for them as well because they're like, well, her hair got caught, but she knew all the moves. There's other girls that didn't know all the moves, but they, they didn't have any hair problems and they were really funny. You know, like there was a lot of people that did really well. It was just to me, it's like one of the best challenges there ever was. So I think that they didn't have a lot to choose from. And they're like, well, her hair got caught. And my runway was horrible. The the, horrible. um, What was the jet set Alaganza? Yeah. But you, okay, wait, so you said, like, you came out and did the jet set Alaganza, and then there was a picture that went up on the internet of you in a different jet set Alaganza. Did you plan that after? Like, what's the tea? I feel like I'm just making excuses, but I did have a different one, but it distorted the camera. The pattern was too busy. So the outfit that I ended up wearing was what I took for the Real Housewives runway, which ended up being that mini challenge with the tape. So it it wasn't perfect for that but i was like oh my god i what the hell else am i gonna wear for jet set eleganza and i was also thinking about future challenges like future runways like no i i need to wear that for that specific you can only take so much you know but it was a busy i mean you saw the picture it was a busy like white and black so i mean if it distorted the camera it distorted the camera i should have had more backups and I shouldn't have wore that blonde hair, girl. It looks so bad. I mean, I just felt like Lady Bunny was secretly under you, you know? Like, are you sure Lady Bunny didn't take over this? It's Lady... She sabotaged your whole drag race career. That was Lady Bunny at it. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, well, shit, I can't wear this, like, kind of sleek thing I was going to wear, and I have to wear this dress. I'm just going to wear this huge hair and say I'm, like, a drag queen going to a gig, you know, on a plane. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it made sense. At the time, was I upset? Was I sad? Was I mad? Sure. And I felt that way for a long time because I'm like, how could everything go so wrong? And, you know, like, but I'm the one who made that decision to take that frumpy dress. I mean, I 
I really liked it, but seeing on camera that I'm like, oh yeah, it was kind of like frumpy here. I never knew. Mm. <laughs> I guess I don't own mirrors, but so, I mean, yeah, I think everybody who gets eliminated kind of goes through that and they're like mad at the production and everything. And I'm like, no, I put that shit on. I would have put myself in the bottom too. I would have. I'm at peace with it. You end up in the bottom too with somebody named Katya or cat soup, as we call her. So I would love to know what you were thinking. You're performing in front of Olivia Newton-John. You're with Katya. What were your thoughts on Katya then? Because you were one of the first seeing Katya before the extreme explosion of Katya today. So Katya, when you're there, you're going so fast. You know, like we get in there, we do, you know, we walk in the first day, we do the runways, and then we're sewing. So I'm not sitting there getting to know Katya. I'm sewing. Everybody was sewing. And I got to know her a little bit when we did the photo shoot, because that was after the first episode. But still, we were running around and busy, you know, and then she wasn't on my team in the second episode. So I did not know how funny she was or what she could do on stage. And when I was performing, I can't speak for anybody else, but when I was performing, I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at Rue. So I didn't know she did all that stuff until I saw the episode. I had no idea. And I was like, I even came home and I was like, I was eliminated and I don't know what she did. I mean, I liked what I did, but my boob popped out. So <laughs> we ended it and my boob was like hot on a rhinestone. And Rue walks away and make her decision. And Michelle goes, Sasha, because so, we like go and sit in chairs while they make the decision. And Rue goes, or Michelle goes, Sasha, Sasha. And I, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, send me home. <laughs> I knew then I was going, I'm like, bro, I'm a goddamn mess. What the hell? But so when I came back for the twins challenge and we were in Untucked, Katya was being Katya. And I look at Ginger and I'm like, who is this person? I'm like, she's fucking hilarious. That was like my first time I got to see her. Like, who she was, you know? I love Katya. She's great. She is a loony bit of fun. Like, I don't know what goes through her brain every second of the day, but I would watch that movie over and over again because I feel like it would just be an adventure. You said Ginger and you coming back for that challenge. When you were in the workroom, you told Ginger, you said something like, you know, you were sorry because she was paired with you. Why would you say something like that? Well, that was like after we got the bad review, right? Like after the main stage? I thought it was at the very first when you guys were put up together. I may be incorrect. I mean, I just watched it two weeks ago, but let's see. I think it was later I, because like when we came back, I was so excited to be back and they can edit it however they want and say that I was walking around talking with people. But anyone who knows me knows that all I wanted to do was be on that show. So I had a second chance and I sewed and I sewed and I sewed and I wanted back on that show. And I could tell, you know, things were not coming together and I wasn't feeling great about our look. And then we go out there and it was just read after read after read. And they're like, Sasha, your makeup's never looked better. You look like shit before, you know? And it was just like, I was so mad on that stage and I'm like, don't go off. And I was just like, you know, and then so we go to Untucked. Thank God for Katya, because I just wanted to start bitching and going off and complaining. Like, why did I come back? Why did I do this? And I'm glad I didn't, because I was just, 
anger in the moment. And I'm glad I did because we got that funny, funny lip sync out of it, you know. But I also felt really bad because I knew Ginger before the show and I felt bad because I, I felt like I was definitely part of, I was like, if she goes home and this is my fault, this is just, oh my God, you know, I just felt really bad. So that's why, I mean, I was kind of blaming on myself and it was not a good day. And then once we did the, I told her, I said, but here's the thing. We don't know if we're lip syncing together or not yet because they wouldn't tell us. And I'm like, let's pretend we are. Let's come up with choreography right now. I said, we're, I'm taking these scissors. I'll cut our tits off. And I said, I know you're in a bad place, but let's go have fun. And we did. And we, I left there smiling ear to ear. So I'm glad that it kind of turned around and everybody was smiling ear to ear. It was just once that lip sync happened and we were all rolling around, Jaden and Tempest doing this, it, it like everyone was like, hey, this is like our first reunion. This is great, you know? Well, I think that that's like the cool thing about that season in general is that everybody at the time called it bad. I've said this so many times interviewing other season seven girls, but looking back on it, you guys like, are the most known cast. Like, I'm pretty sure there's nobody in your cast that nobody technically knows their name. Like, it's a pretty, like, everybody, like, you have Violet, and you have Jasmine, and you have Kennedy and Ginger, and, like, you just keep going on and on and on. The list is so long, and you were such a talented cast. What was your favorite part about being on Drag Race? My favorite part is kind of weird. I mean, I have a lot of favorite parts, but the coolest thing for me, I went to school for film, so getting to be there and see all the cameras and the other side of everything, you know, of course, I was excited to see Rue. But once we met Rue, I was like, OK, so that's where the camera and that's where the lights get, you know, and I was just like looking around and like it was so cool to me. And you, and you felt like a star when they were walking you from set to set or when we were doing the premieres, you felt like such a star. Like when we were in New York, it was like 10 below, but we were on when we were crossing Times Square the night of the premiere, it was so cold that it, it looked like 2012, the movie. <laughs> and because there, there was not one person in Times Square. And we were crossing, and it was, who was it? It was Candy and Shangela and Jaden and I. And we were crossing, and we looked up, and on Times Square, was it was we were on it. It was like flashing through us. It was so cool. So... Yeah, I mean, like, the whole production of it all was just amazing. I, was, I wasn't expecting to go to so many cities for these premieres and to be on billboards, and it was awesome. You guys had, like, one of the first... I think you guys were one of the first seasons to actually start doing all of that stuff because the first, you know, five were very skin and bones and nothing too crazy. And then once six hit, it felt like everything started slowly turning around to be something like this phenomenon was happening. Mm-hmm. Reviews, they are everything, whether it be a podcast review, food review, any time that you can read what another person's experience is, you kind of feel like, hey, you know what? Like, I understand where you're coming from. It can help you make some of the biggest decisions that you have to make in your life. And when it comes to finding healthcare, ratings matter even more. And that's where ZocDoc comes in. 
ZocDoc is an app where you can compare doctors by their ratings and read reviews from real patients. So you can find and book highly rated local doctors. It has been so eye-opening just to be able to see where I'm going to go before I actually go there because I normally have always dreaded going to the doctor before I ended up using ZocDoc. So just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or by video chat. You never have to wait on hold with a receptionist again because nobody likes the hold music. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com exposed and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. So now is your time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com exposed. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com exposed and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and Book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's zocdoc.com slash exposed. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. So I ask all the girls who come on the show to expose something that happened on the show, good or bad, that didn't make it to air. Is there anything good or bad that you want to share? A story, a moment, anything like that? Yeah. In the Twins Challenge... I was sure this was going to air. This was the funniest thing. It was Ginger shaved my eyebrows off. <laughs> she, she did my makeup. I was like, should we shave my eyebrows? I'm like, because you don't glue eyebrows. I would have to glue them. I'm like, is that going to be a problem if they're glued? I'm like, should we just shave them? And I'm like, and she's like, let's do it. And, and like every single camera in the room came over and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole room was like, it was so funny. I was bummed it didn't make it. Also, the bad thing about that is that if you were eyebrowless, then you weren't wearing a mask. So then people really got to see the full picture. Whereas if it was now, I don't think you'd be looked at the same way. Yeah. Well, and who doesn't shave their eye? I mean, I still don't shave mine, but that's like the thing to do now. You get off the show and what was reception like in your hometown? It was amazing. I mean, like no one had... No Queen from Iowa had been on the show or, I mean, India Farah's from the Midwest. There's a couple others from the Midwest, but like I was the first one from Iowa and our cities, our towns are not that big. So it was very exciting that someone from a smaller town could get on the show. Yeah. I mean, they were really excited. They still are excited. I mean, because all of my friends here are still trying to get on the show and, and supporting the show and we're going to DragCon this year. So yeah, we're all still big fans. Well, you're such a big fan that you ended up doing what? Sasha Bell's Drag Race that you put on and you had so many different seasons of that. And where did you do it? You did it in a bar in Iowa, right? Yeah, it's Studio 13. Mm-hmm. I, my home bar, yeah. I actually did it before I was on Drag Race and then throughout, yeah. And then you did what? Like 13-ish, 12-ish seasons of it? Was it like nine and then three or four All-Stars? I think it was eight regular seasons and three All-Stars. How did that make you feel to be like putting something on to where somebody is technically competing, you know, for you? It wasn't really for me. 
you know, like I hosted, I made the final decision like Rue does, but it, it was really mm-hmm. like who I would always say, who's Iowa City's or Iowa's next drag superstar, you know? So at first it was kind of like, people are like, oh, a competition that's set up like drag race, you know, because there are people who don't like everything about a pageant set up, you know, like evening gown, but they'd rather do like a really punk runway. So this is more their scene, you know? I mean, it's kind of like Drag Race versus Dragula too, you know? There's different avenues that people feel more comfortable in. But Drag Race, we try to, you know, I mean, like this week, the category is blah, blah, blah. It's it's a real great way to showcase stuff. And it's a real great way to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Not just in runway, but in the challenges too, you know? There are people who have worked in Iowa City, who have done Drag Race, and were a wallflower, or very shy. And now they are really outgoing. It's because they came on the show, and they played a couple seasons, and they had to do Snatch Game, or they had to do the Jared Springer show. We did that every season. It's like the Jerry Springer show. And they would come up with a fake character and fight, you know. But my best friend, Myling Bell, she was very shy. Very shy would come to the bar and be like, hi. How are you? And now she's like in that drag room, like, and she's like, it's so funny because I feel like when you're in that environment, it really helps you come out of your shell and yeah, and be more personable and funny and do your thing. You're just prepping all these girls for actual drag race. That's what you were doing. You're like, hey, we're going to get that shyness out of you now. So then one day when you're on the show, you're going to be good to go. (laughs) I mean, for real, there's so much talent here. So I'm like, get on. Oh, and and like, they're making amazing audition videos, too. And some have gotten far. And I'm just like, it's coming. I know it's coming. And some have moved too. Because if that's a thing, I don't know if that's a thing. If they're like, oh, we've already got one girl from Iowa back in season seven. We don't (laughs) need to get another one for another 20 years. I've even told girls to not put Bell in their audition video in case they don't want two Bells from Iowa. You know, <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't know what they look for. I don't know what they look for. I told people I was going to audition again as Frisbee Jenkins and act like you I've were never t- been on the show. That would actually be really funny. And just be like, I've always wanted to apply. I love this show. <laughs> I've been dying for like the moment to happen on the show where did you ever watch Big Brother or no? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when they Dr. did Dr. Will? Yeah. Do you remember when they did the twin twist? Oh yeah. <laughs> I would love so bad for there to be twins that end up on drag race and one girl, like they keep switching out. Like I think that that would be hilarious. That would be funny. There is a I there are a couple sets that that do it. There's there's a set in Iowa that does it. Really? Um, if they did like real family, my little brother does drag. Really? Your little brother? Mm-hmm. Michelle Bell. That's crazy. A yeah. family affair. Or if it was like drag families, how cool would that be? I thought that's what they were gonna do for All Stars one season. Like if they had the House of Edwards and the House of Aja and you know, like that, that would be, be cool? dope. Sometimes I think maybe they just need to start like looking for different ideas outside of somewhere else. Is it true that you would have played Teresa Caputo in Snatch Game? Yes, it's true. I actually gave them a lot of different Snatch Games. I mean, if I could be honest, my biggest regret is that I didn't get to do any kind of acting challenge. You know, I did a dance and two make a runway 
challenges. So I was ready to snatch game. I was ready to act. That'll haunt me forever. But yeah, I was going to do Teresa or um, everything I auditioned for for previous seasons had been done. Like I had done Paula Dean, but then the year before, but then Darian ended up doing it in that season. I'm blanking on the other ones. But if I was to get on now, I'd be Reba McIntyre. That's a good one. That's good. And nobody's yeah. ever done Reba. So that would be like... I would even like glue my mustache down so I could have a little bird lip. A single mom who works two jobs. Stop! I always told my boyfriend, he's always like, anytime Snatch Game comes on, he always asks me. And literally this past season, I was like, I finally know who I would be. I would be Helen Keller. And he was like, you can't be Helen Keller. That's so rude. And I go, no, 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 no. There's so many conspiracy theories that Helen Keller was not blind or deaf. And I would play off that to where I was like pretending and then steal people's answers and all this shit. I was like, it has to be something funny. Girl, if she was, you should just show up like this and be like, hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm Helen. (laughs) Helen Keller. (laughs) And then they're confused the whole time. Like, like when they do get, like when you're in the bottom because they were confused. Bruce, like, but you talked and you're like, yeah, it was all a conspiracy. <laughs> Don't you dare put me in the bottom. This was a perfect portrayal of who Helen was, you bitch. <laughs> See, I wish that I wish that we could have seen, you know, the comedic side of you. You know, I think that that would have excelled you into a different spectrum. I think you just were given and dealt the wrong cards at the wrong time. I want to talk to you about the cards being at the right time when the one day that I was on my Instagram and I was following you and you put up a very sexual picture and I said to myself, this guy doesn't have an OnlyFans, does he? And what do you know? Lo and behold, I saw it all and I do not regret it at all. So what was the inspiration or the vibe in you wanting to do that? Because I know that can be a scary thing to go into. I know that especially like if you're doing drag and then you're doing the non-drag aspect. What did you feel in that moment? Do you feel empowered by it? I did. Um, It was very scary. I made it and I promoted it. And then I was like, like for like an hour. And then... An hour passed, and then it was a very different feeling. And it was like, I mean, because it's like, it is, I mean, body dysmorphia is real. And it's like, that's what I was worried about. Oh, my God, are they going to think this is disgusting? Are they not? Are they going to read me? And now I'm like, wow, whatever. I would still care about like drag if people were like, you look like shit. You know, I'd be like, what did I do? What What's wrong? You know? But like, if someone's like, wow, he's too chunky. He's too chubby, you know, like, oh, his face is ugly or stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not for you. You know, there are certain people that I don't think are cute that other people think are cute, but I'm not going to go online and write that and tag the person, you know? So I think maybe Bianca says it best about like trolls and haters and stuff. And it's like, who are these people? Who are they? They're probably like 10 years old, you know? So it's like trying to figure out their mentality is not worth your time. So I do feel empowered that I took the leap and I have gotten some good reception. I've gotten some good feedback, you know, and even if I hadn't, I'm very fortunate and thankful that I have. But even if it didn't go that way, I think I still would be proud that I just went for it. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're putting yourself out there. Also, I love the fact that you said, you know, everybody has like body dysmorphia. I'm actually very surprised that you can say, you know what? Like I was worried about people. They were going to say something, but I'm fine with it now. Like, you know, I may not be your type. I'm good, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. I think that's something that is so hard to even get by. Like there are days where I eat something or I do something. I don't, I didn't work out for like two or three weeks when I was like going through major depression shit over this COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm chunky. I'm not cute. I was like, and I would like hide. And it's just such a thing that's ingrained into society in our head. And it's very sad, especially in our gay community, because I feel like in the gay community, it's like 9 million times worse than the straight community. Yeah. I mean, like straight guys have it the best because it's, it's the gay community and women, you know, I was real housewives of Potomac. How many people this season have commented on Ashley and her just having a baby? Like, you as a man don't need to say, well, you don't look like you just had a baby because every other pregnant woman or someone who just had a baby who's watching that thinks, God, I'm going to have to lose this weight once I have this baby. It's so messed up. It's like, why say stuff like that? Ugh, it's stupid, you know? So, but yeah, it, it, I said on Trixie and Katya's podcast, like, my give a damn is broken. And then my friend Lexi called me out because there was one day where someone wrote, some shit about me and I, I shared it and I was like, you know, I can't remember what I, but I was like, wow, this is so mean. I don't, I don't know what I said. But then Lexi was like, Hey, are you okay? I thought your give a damn was broken. You know, she's like, are you okay? Like, do you need it? You know, <laughs> she's like, I, th- I thought that kind of stuff didn't get to you anymore. And I'm like, Oh, shit, I guess it does. <laughs> <laughs> so I lied, but, <laughs> but I mean, that, that kind of stuff could get to anyone. You know, we were at market days and I'm just like looking at, all these Twitter men that I follow. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel fucked. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. I just have to remind, I mean, so maybe in that moment you feel like maybe you're not as hot as someone else, but you got to remind yourself like there are people that think you're sexy and like your body type. And do you like your body type? You know, if you don't feel well and you need to work out or eat healthier, then yes, do that. But if you like how you look and you're healthy and stuff, then whatever. Why why are you worried about what everybody else thinks? That's what I that's what you have to tell yourself. That's what I'm telling myself, you know. I'm about to go into our fan questions of people that actually love you. So are you ready for some fan questions? Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This one is from Oof Cocklips. I have, oh, oh my gosh, I just said that. I, that's not how it's spelled, but there's apparently it says, <laughs> it's spelled, it's spelled C-O-K-L-E-P-S. So um, thank you, that person, for putting that name in there. Once the pandemic <laughs> is over, will you have a new season of Sasha Bell's Drag Race? And is there any hope of you collaborating with any other Rue girls on your OnlyFans? okay so an onstage interview i'm contestant number three frisbee jenkins (laughs) in answer to the first part of the question no no i will not i um after all stars three i said we're done we're retired now if someone else at the bar wants to have one i'll be happy to help i'll be happy to judge whatever but it started to become a lot for me just because people were taking it so seriously 
so seriously. And, and if they didn't do well, it was the end of the world and they would really take it hard. And I'm like, no, that's not why we're doing this. It's not, you know, like you're still in the game. It's okay. You know? So, I mean, cause these are all my friends, you know? So I'm just like, ugh. if we did, like, if we ever did it again and I hosted it, like they all win. And no one wants to watch that. Yeah. We don't watch Big Brother and RuPaul for that. We want to see people get eliminated. So it's hard when it's your friends. So, so no, no, no. As far as the collaboration, I mean, I'd be nervous. I'd be really nervous. They all like monster, you know, from what I, you know, from what I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Andreas Luca wants to know, when you said you cracked the code, what did you think at that moment it would take for you to win RuPaul's Drag Race? Imagine being on a show, what is it, seven years ago now? And you log in to Instagram Live tonight and the first comment said, you cracked the code. Imagine that. Oh, man. I can't wait for DragCon. Everybody comes up and says that. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like, if I remember it right, I it was like the producers, I, I was like... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to say this really fast to you. I came up with an idea in my head just in two seconds. You need to come out with merch for DragCon, and it needs to be your ass crack. And it's like, there's no word, and it's just your ass because of OnlyFans, and it says the code under it. Because it's your crap, the code. Okay, keep going with your story. <laughs> I'm doing that. Yeah, that. That'll be an outfit for me one of the days. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was like I was telling my story. I was like, I've watched every episode. I've done my research. I, and, and then they're like, would you say that you cracked the code? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, could you say that? <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> but my thought was I had seen... Jinx, her makeup wasn't as, you know, what it is now, you know, and we saw that blush when they did the song all together, you know, like she had moments where she didn't look that great. And I'm like, so I saw stuff like that. And I'm like, in my head, when I had to wear the Lady Bunny Jet Set Eleganza, and that's not a crack of Lady Bunny, I'm talking about just big blonde hair. I love Lady Bunny. But when I had to wear that look, I'm like, well, whatever, they're going to keep me because I'm fun. And I'm, you know, whatever. So I also... I don't know. I, I I think like I was definitely trying to play like Jinx in Alaska, where you just charm the judges and, and then really start turning up the heat, you know? I mean, it works in a lot of games. So I guess that was kind of my strategy was to kind of start small and have a big finish. <laughs> the last fan question that we have is... By Nikki, she wants to know if you were asked, would you do All Stars? I would absolutely do All Stars. Like I want to do an acting challenge, and I, I I've got some great ideas for runways and stuff. And I think that it would be something that's never happened before. Where you know we've had people change their name, like Trinity and Kylie have changed their name, but no one's actually said, "Hey, I am a brand new." like style of drag i'm a brand new character i think that would be exciting and i think that people would like the whole mustache of it all this whole kind of over-the-top campy person you know more than they like sasha because i have more fun with it i i loved doing drag as sasha and i loved that kind of drag because i was trying to be like high glamour i didn't always i didn't pull it off on the show but i've definitely had looks in my home bar that were very glamorous and stuff. So I love that type of drag. I love it. But I have more fun like this. I feel more comfortable. Yeah. 
Well, as we close all of this out, I would like to ask my last few questions that I always ask all of the girls. What do you think the biggest misconception of you is? Um, the biggest misconception about me is that, I guess, I, I don't know, like the overall misconception, you know, like that I'm not good, that I'm not interesting, that I'm not funny, you know, I, I, it's, it, I messed up on the show. I sure did. And I, I really wish I could have shown a lot more. So, and I, I feel those other girls that have been on the show, I've seen them and I, and I've, I've met them and I know what they could have offered as well. So it just sucks. You just misstep, you know, once you're there. Let me ask you if you could be for one day, another drag queen past or present, who would you choose? Oh, oh my God. This is a really good question. Does it have to be any drag queen? Anybody. Yeah. Past or present. I mean, there's so many. Oh my God. I would have a list because I like want to see RuPaul's home. I want to know how people treat RuPaul. I want to see the other side of the curtain at Drag Race, you know, but oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. 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 Um, Bob the drag queen. Mm. Is that because he has um, two significant others? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say um, I was gonna say Bob or Bianca because I just think that in Alaska they're they're so brilliant. I think they're some of the quickest people that were ever on that show, and they have such a hustle about them. But like Bob, I Bob has been on so many shows now and he just his hustle is like nothing I've ever seen. And I think he's so genuine. I watch his I watch his YouTube all the time. I, I watch you know, I listen to his their podcast and I, I just think Bob is a great person and he's such a great ambassador for the brand. And so are so many others. But like um I just love Bob. I love Bob and to have what goes on in his brain. Oh my God. I go back to when I told Bob this on his Instagram live once, but I go back to when he, when he made that video of how to get away with murder and he did the whole <laughs> montage. You seen that? Yes. For taking off his makeup. Yes. It's like Vi- Viola <laughs> Davis, right? Yeah. You hold up the phone and say, why is this dead girl on your phone? <laughs> What is next for you? What's coming up down the pipeline? Do you have anything that you're excited for or you want people to check out or look for? What's coming down the pipeline? I'm editing the second episode of season two of Drag Wives. So that'll be on my YouTube soon. Go check it out. Go check out episode one. It's up there now. It's really funny. We've got some new Drag Wives and they really bring it. I'm going to Drag Con with like all of Iowa. Like every entertainer in Iowa, we're going to May 2022 DragCon. And I'm so excited for that. We got like a big, big booth and we're going to drink and have fun. Besides that, I'm performing here. You know, we got a lot of brunches in Iowa. So come and see us. I'm at my home bar, Studio 13. And I'm thinking about starting a podcast to talk about um, The Real Housewives. So um, I keep bugging my Ling about that. We all watch them. So... I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, so I might be starting one. Yes. Get on the train. And my last question for you is, what's a message that you have for our beautiful LGBTQIA plus community? My message 
is simple. Love one another. We've had a rough couple of years and, you know, we're regrowing from that. And I, and we've learned a lot of stuff and we just got to keep supporting one another. And, you know, that's what's important right now. That's what's important. Well, thank you so much, Frisba Jenkins, for being here. Where can people find you on the socials? Thank you for having me. Oh, this is the part I'm always bad at. Oh, my God. Okay, so Instagram is Sasha Belly, B-E-L-L-E-Y. I know my name's Frisbee now, but they won't let me change it. And Twitter, you can find me at Sasha Bell 3 And if you're looking for more than that, you can find me at XXL Sasha. We're <laughs> <laughs> looking for a little bit, a little something special. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm Joseph Shepard. Thank you all so much for watching Expose. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and all of that good stuff. Leave a good rating on your podcast, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'll see you guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Exposed Dragged Out, brought to you by The Dip. I'm Joseph Shepard, your host. You can follow me on all things social at Joseph A. Shepard. That's S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. You can also go to thedip.com slash RuPaul's Drag Race. The Dip with two P's dot com. That's the dip with two P's.com. Use promo code EXPOSE for 50% off your membership. And be sure to check out other podcasts from the dip, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, the Daily Pop Culture Podcast, Pop Chaser, TV History Podcast, TV Watch Repeat, Real Housewives Podcast, The Slut Pick Podcast, and also I Am the Cute One, a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen podcast. Until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard. <laughs>